Hi, Ghost Addicts. Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. If you could just take a second to hit the five stars, download the podcast, and give us a nice review. And if you can support us by subscribing to our YouTube channel, Storytime Fun. And if you can give us a donation, find me copying Snakies, our anonymous content. And if you have a ghost story, please email us the ghost story so that we can get it on the podcast. Um, email us at jobsandmate.live.com. Thank you for tuning in. Today, we have an amazing, haunted, 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 spooky hotel. And it is the Crescent Hotel. And it is known as one of the most haunted hotels in America. And we're talking lots of apparition, lots of sightings, the real deal McCoy. And um, this hotel is big, big. It was built in 1886. And um, it is now one of the most visited hotels in the South. And it is really haunted. And it's in the Ozarks. So, um yeah and it's like gothically grand uh, creepy everything you want uh, moldings crown moldings and spooky fireplaces and lots of rooms and so I, i'm just going to tell you a little bit about the apparition there's um this is the one of the most uh seen apparitions apparitions ghost sighting shadows whatever it's of a red-haired Irish man that they believe is a stonemason and the staff at the Crescent Hotel has dubbed this red-haired Irish stonemason man as Michael and they believe he's one of the um, original stonemasons who worked on the building of the hotel back in 1885. He was on the roof where he lost his balance and fell to the second floor area where he was injured and killed. So they're saying the area around um, the room, room 218 of the hotel is um, the most haunted guest room. So people like to stay in 218 or try to capture something on camera. And they say Michael is a, he's, he's very mischievous. He's a mischievous spirit. He likes to play tricks by turning lights on and off and opening doors and playing with the television. And he's pounding loudly on the walls. Mischievous, I would say like that spooky and scary, y'all. Can you imagine you're sleeping in bed and you hear and there's no one next door or you hear the door open and close, really? You hear your windows open and close and lights on and off and TV flickering and some shadow. Ooh. Do you feel the hairs on the back of your neck? Oh, raising up. So, um, yeah. And they're seeing that there's hands coming out of the bathroom mirror. Oh, my gosh. You're brushing your teeth and hands come out of the mirror to choke you. Oh, no. No, 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 no. And you're paying to stay over there. And they hear sounds um, crying like a man falling from the ceiling. Oh, that's sad. And other our guests have seen um, someone wakes them up in the middle of the night, shakes them, or a patron ran screaming from the room, said they've seen, oh, blood splattered all over its walls. Oh, my gosh. No, that is just too spooky and scary, 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 scary. And so I will get to more of the ghost guests, but let's first find out 
how this hotel came to be in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. So um, this hotel is very large. It's on the crest, hence Crescent Hotel, of the West Mountains above the Victoria Village of Eureka Springs in Arkansas. And um, it has 78 room resort hotel that was really built for like the extremely wealthy and noble guests who can afford to stay at the finer hotel. So it was built, uh, built to, you know, attract wealthy people, I guess, play golf and resort. And there was like this spring there, this mineral spring that they thought would be healing. And, you know, a lot of spring water is very good for you with the minerals and healing. And um, this is one of America's most distinctive and historic destinations, this hotel. And it has beautiful um, architecture, which is stunning. And yes, there's a lot of ghostly spirits walking around its palatial grounds. So um, it was built by the Eureka Springs Improvement Company and the Frisco Railroad. And it was designed by Isaac L. Taylor, who was a well-known Missouri architect. And um, he'd built several buildings in St. Louis. There was 27 acres on the north end of the West Mountain. And that was where they chose to build um, the hotel overlooking the valley. And um, the Eureka Springs history is known as the healing waters of the Ozark. And so people came there to want to um, ease their ailments and pains. And, and um, you know, so the Crescent Hotel and Spa Developers you know, wanted to take advantage and make this a beautiful luxury resort. And let's see. Um, yes, they even had a Eureka Springs Improvement Company, um, Powell Clayton, a former governor of Arkansas. So everyone was interested in this to, you know, monopolize on this natural spring water and everything's, you know, money and profits. And so they had um, stonemasons that were brought from in from Ireland to work on the construction 1884. So they, so the stonemasons came from Ireland. They um, they used these big magnesium limestones to build the hotel, and they even had special wagons that they constructed to move these big pieces of stone from the Croissart in the White River. And um, so the masons even built. 18 inch wall so if you're hearing something in the next room like oh or or scratching on your door like oh can you you know like oh can you know like that chalk on the thing that's 18 inch walls you're not supposed to hear anyone screaming crying no you're in a beautiful hotel you're not supposed to be seeing blood appearing on the walls or spirits walking or apparitions oh yeah and so they have it's um uh they have overhanging balconies massive stone fireplace in the lobby this is really architecturally stunning and the construction took well over two years and they had uh steam heating modern plumbing electrical lights elevator landscapings and um just really amazing so it was known as america's most luxury resort hotel and nobles and and um, people came to attend these gala balls and um they had banquet dinners orchestra and you know a dining room that could seat over 500 people so they had a lot of guests there and they had swimming pools tennis courts croquet 
flower gardens, winding boardwalks, gazebos, and luxury and upon luxury. So you could go there. And so, um, but this, uh, this hotel didn't last. It seems like, you know, uh, it just didn't last. So uh, it, it didn't last long. It didn't turn a profit. So it, in, from 1908 to 1924, they turned it into a Crescent College and Conservatory for young women. And however, that didn't raise enough money to maintain the cost of run, running the large building. So the women college closed and it set abandoned for over six years. And then it reopened as a junior college. But then in 1937, a gentleman by Norman Baker, maybe that's where they got the name Norman Baker and Psycho, right? Wasn't his name Norman? <laughs> um, he bought the aging hotel and opened this health resort and a supposedly a cancer hospital. And he started advertising miracle cures and, um, you know, you know, miracle cures and that didn't require surgery and they weren't painful. And so he just, you know, really profited off of people that were desperate and they came to hotel hoping for a cure. And he made so much money. They estimated he made back then, like in 19, like 30s, 39, 36, as much as 500,000 per year, just selling these elixirs from the spring water. I mean, you got to give it to him. He was capitalizing. Everyone capitalizes on people like don't want to be sick. So, you know, cause you don't know, like, you know, you, you, if you, if you can't heal it, like, how do you, you know, normally doctors, if you, if you have a broken leg or broken foot, they can fix it, but other stuff with the body that like, how do you know? So people, you know, want a cure. So that's that. So they believe this guy, he advertised, you know, come here, you don't have to go into surgery. You just drink these elixirs and you're going to be cured. So anyhow, he got in trouble with these, this, you know, defrauding patients and fraud and, um, you know, he, he, he just was arrested for mail fraud basically. And then, um, so the hotel sat empty again, and then it was purchased in 1946 by, um, the Chicago businessman, four Chicago businessmen, and they restored the hotel. And, um, you know, then a fire swept through and then it sat again, sat again, empty. And then, um, Marty and Eloise Arogadnik, um, bought the hotel in 1997 and returned it to its full glory and making it this beautiful hotel again. And they spent a lot of uh, millions of dollars to make, uh, you know, they have a 6,500 square foot new moon spa, new moon spa, hydrotherapy tub, sauna massage, and therapy tables, tanning beds, and exercise equipment. I wonder if they have horses and croquet. And a 24 foot tall crescent moon weather vane was restored. And they have uh, a central observation tower. And oh, yes, a 200 pound, 24 foot tall crescent moon weather vane. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And they have a 3,500 square foot penthouse, the lifestyles of the noble, rich and famous. Yeah. So, um, so the hauntings today, I told you about the redhead Irishman. And then, um, there's another, um, spirit. Um, there's a lingering spirit of a nurse and she's dressed in all white. And so I guess it's very clearly, she looks like a nurse 
and she's seen pushing a gurney on the third floor and usually spotted after 11 p.m. Can you imagine like you're listening? It's like a movie. You hear that little gurney, the wheels, and maybe she's coming to get you. You know what I mean? Does she have eyes? Does she have a face? The little gurney, the wheels. I mean, like, I mean, no, thank you. I mean, seriously, do you guys want to go there and see her? And as the gurney gets closer and closer, what if you're on the gurney and they takes you off? Oh, my gosh. And um, I guess she spotted, the nurses spotted after 11 p.m. when I guess that was the time they moved the deceased out of the cancer hospital. And so this ghostly spirit of the nurse uh, vanishes when she reaches into the hallway. And um, they hear the squeaks and the rattles of this wheels of the gurney rolling down the hallway. Oh, just like chalkboard. Ooh. And um, this area was used as the morgue in that area. And um, it, uh, it still has Dr. Baker's old autopsy table and a walk-in freezer. Oh, oh, oh. And there's a, the laundry area is also located on the third floor. And um, where the um, hotel maintenance man actually had witnessed uh, the washers and dryers, like all of them turning on by themselves in the middle of the night. Can you just imagine you're walking over there and you see like all the laundry machines just come on all by themselves? Oh no. And then what if you're there and the lights go out and this is a big hotel and a scary, spooky hotel and um, hearing creaks and stuff like that? Oh no. My, I, I mean, I'm surprised his hair didn't turn gray when he saw that. Uh-uh. I had, I had heard certain things like at the Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood, like the Marilyn Monroe room where it's like really cold in there. There's the Marilyn Monroe mirror. People hear like the horn of a famous, um, I forget the actor's name, but he plays the horn and like the water faucets come on at night. The beer taps come on. The kitchen flames come on. All kind of spooky stories. And that hotel for sure. Yeah. And there's even like um on the the uh, video cameras they see strange things in the video camera the uh, night watchmen and yeah security guards see things on the video cameras so it's very spooky so they're saying doctor dr baker's apparition um has been seen in the um there's a recreation room in the basement and also dr baker's apparition is seen at the foot of the first floor stairway and he's dressed in a purple shirt and a white linen suit and um and looking they say somewhat confused <laughs> and they said dr baker looks exactly identical to the old photographs of of him and so he, he's got like this purple shirt and a white linen suit oh i'm a, I'm a doctor wearing a white linen suit and a purple shirt and there i am in my old photographs and here i am walking around the foot of the first floor stairway and oh yeah i'm gonna go in the old recreation room in the basement why is it always down in the basement the cold basement wouldn't you want to be with lots of lights so you can see what you're doing so oh yeah they're saying the antique switchboard um uh you know there uh would um receive phone calls from an empty basement can you imagine back then they had switchboards so it's antique and it would calls from the basement downstairs this is dr baker can you send me down a starbucks i'm starving and I, oh uh, yeah in another sharpener i do gotta dismember a body down here 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so Dr. Baker is down in the basement of this large place. You know, I guess he didn't want anyone to see what he's doing. And he would be down there with his patients and, um, you know, handing over their life for his treatments. And let's see, there's another ghostly figure apparition. Um, they, this, this figure is called Theodora. And she, she's seen by the housekeepers in room 419. So this is another room that you want to go by, I guess, if you're, you know, if you dare, do you dare in room 419, she introduced herself as a cancer patient and then she'll vanish. So she must've been one of his cancer patients. Her name is Theodora and she's around 419. And then in the lobby, there's a gentleman that you can see. He's um, in formal Victorian uh, attire and clothing with a top hat. And so he must have been a nobleman over there and I, or maybe a cancer patient or something. And he's seen at the bottom of the stairways and sitting at the bar. He's just still drinking in his like ghostly life. Hey, where's all the people? Where's the dancing? Where's the fun? So he's sitting at the bar. Oh, can you give me a drink? <laughs> um, and they describe him very distinguished looking with his beard and mustache. And um, some people try to get him to go into conversation and he sits quietly and never, I guess he never talks or they don't hear him talk, but they, I guess you can see this elegant man in Victorian um, attire with a top hat drinking at the bar or whatever he's doing at the bar. And then he disappears. Okay. So this is another place you have to go. The hotel's crystal dining room, you know, that's the dining room that has 500 people seat 500 people um there's a lot of paranormal activity in the crystal dining room and you will see some victorian um apparitions they're dressed in their victorian outfits from the time in the 1890s and um, people see groups of 1890 dancers so they'll see a group of people so it seems like people want to stay in this hotel they must have had a really great time in there like oh wow this is a fun hotel really big and beautiful with ballrooms and dances and all the stuff that they had there so they will see groups of dancers in full dress attire whirling around the room in the early morning hours in the a.m oh my gosh so they're still partying in this crystal dining room they're like woohoo we're having fun so it seems like people are having fun in the um dining room and the dancing room and it's early early morning like 2 a.m 3 a.m and there's reports of um another 19th century gentleman who's sitting at the table near the windows and when they approach him they say um they it actually speaks I saw the most beautiful woman here last night and I'm waiting for her to return. Well, she's probably gone and Mr. You're supposed to be gone. So maybe you <laughs> he's, he's still in love with a woman and he's still a ghost and he's stuck in time or whatever you want to call it. I saw the most beautiful woman here last night and I'm waiting for her to return. Can you help me? Uh, that is kind of like a, a beautiful ghost story. I hope he finds her. I hope she finds him. I hope she returns the affection. And then, um, some of the people that work at the hotel, um, a former waitress, get it? A former waitress. She saw the ghost and she's like, I'm out of this hotel. No, thank you. Skid marks. She said she saw, um, a Victorian bride and groom in the Dining rooms, huge mirror. And you know, this hotel is huge. I told you how big it is and how many stories. So it has 
huge fireplaces. So can you imagine how huge the mirror is? So they saw, um, she saw a vision of a Victorian bride and groom in the mirror, probably smiling and happy. So it seems like this place was well loved by the people who went there, all these noblemen and the, um, you know, I guess the people that weren't going there to, to be cured of cancer or sick. But <laughs> when it was just a nice, fun hotel, it seemed like they had a good time back there, I guess, pre-prohibition, right? And so, uh, and the groom made eye contact with her before the couple faded away. Maybe he was like, oh, hmm, should I marry my wife? Or who is that lady? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so there's a lot of Victorian spirits that seem to love hanging out in the dining room and the ballroom. And they're, they're especially around Christmas. So people go there Christmas, Christmas, which um, Christmas holidays and the Christmas tree. And the packages were moved to the other side of the room. Oh, my gosh. And the chairs were moved in a circle to, fa to face the tree. Wow. So they must have had, like, Christmas trees back then. And they put chairs in a circle. And they moved the packages. And they said the staff arrived in the morning to find the dining room um, in perfect order except for menus scattered about the room and the chairs in um, a circle around the tree so that's very interesting so there's things moving people talking you can see people you can see groups of people you can see various different people men women groups of people dancing marrying and um finding trying to find love drinking at the bar like this is like a fun fun place to go kind of yeah it seems like it's fun in the dining room there's a small boy that's skipping around and Pots and pans come flying off the hooks all by themselves. I wonder if he's picking them. Maybe his mom worked in there or like she said, don't touch the soup. Or maybe he tried to touch, taste the cake that they're making. And she's like, get out of the kitchen. But he's skipping from having a good time. So this is apparition of a small boy and pots and pans will be flying off. I wonder how many cooks have left and quit the building <laughs> as long as they don't work at night. Right. And then there's a spirit of a young female who, oh, this one attended the Crescent College and Conservative for Young Women. So it seems like people like to hang out at this hotel, I mean, and stay there. Um, and, oh, they're saying that she either jumped or was pushed from the balcony to her death. That seems very tragic. Oh, gosh. And the guests hear her scream as she falls. That's not, that's not a fun one to go to, to hear someone falling from the balcony. That's actually a sad one. So some other operations uh, have been cited in room 424 and room 202. And there's a ghostly waiter that carries a tray of butter in the hallways. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? Hello, waiter, can you bring me some, um, uh, some uh, gray poupon? And then a ghostly waiter uh, uh, has a tray of butter in the hallways. How scary. So... <laughs> So there's lots of um, visitors and tourists um, and, and uh, spirits from beyond. Uh, so it sounds like really, really cute. There's 72 guest rooms. A lot of them have balconies. There's 12 luxury suites. And there's a new moon spa, which has all kind of uh, wellness programs. So um, check it out. Eureka Springs. It's just, you know, south of the Missouri border. 
and Arkansas near Beaver Lake. And so, yeah, check that out. That's really, really cool. Like there's so many ghost sightings there. It seems like you will not be disappointed if you go there. You're going to get a picture of something, talk to something. You're going to get something for your Instagram and social. And, and you're going to scare yourself. You're going to scare your friends when you tell them. And you are definitely going to scream if you go there. You're going to be like, ah! the butter butter butler oh my gosh someone just stopped off the balcony or just the kids um the little boy running through the kitchen and pots and pans flying off you're gonna like definitely scream if you go to this hotel so this one was very very interesting um many many people seem to like lots of ghosts like to hang out at this place and i just think and it's heyday it was a big party place and maybe let's like, you know, oh my gosh. So anyhow, tell me if you've been there. Tell if you have any ghost stories you'd like to put on the podcast, any strange things, any anything from miracles, for apparitions, to spooky things, to strange things, please let us know. Thanks for listening. Uh, give us five stars, thumbs up, subscribe, download, and thank you for um, supporting the podcast and listening. Have a super week.